This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonners. This is episode 106 and today we're going to be focusing on NXT and AEW Dynamite like we do every single week uh, but we've got a few added things we're going to throw into this week's episode. So we've got a special guest host who we're going to be introducing very very soon. Uh, towards the end of the episode we're going to be finding out what's grinding our gears and what's floating our boat about the wrestling industry, about the wrestling business at the moment, what's really kind of getting us hot under the collar about the wrestling business and what's really kind of turned Turning us on to the product and getting us excited about wrestling in 2020. At the back end of the episode, we're going to be answering your questions. We've got some listener questions uh, from our uh, Facebook and Twitter followers. So really can't wait to get stuck into those with my special uh, guest who I'll be introducing very, very soon. But first off, a little bit of a plug because uh, I haven't got a sponsor. So I need to sponsor my own show. And it's all about the WrestlingWithJohners.com website. Visit WrestlingWithJohners.com for daily news, daily updates, exclusive articles, as well as all of our podcast episodes, our back catalogue of all of our podcasts, social media links, vlogs, and exclusive interviews. Our most recent interview that we've done is uh, in conjunction, in partnership with Turbuckle TV. And it was uh, the excellent Chantel Jordan, the Kamikaze Pro Live champion uh, who we interviewed. And uh, that's sitting there waiting to be listened to on WrestlingWithJohners.com. We've also got links to our merchandise as well and so much more. Our merchandise includes the original Wrestling With Johnners logo tee, our unsanctioned tee, our podcast strong style tee, as well as hoodies, phone cases, mugs, and so much more, all with the Wrestling With Johnners logo. On, so go and check that out at WrestlingWithJohners.com. There's also a PayPal link. So if you fancy supporting your favorite podcast, any amount of donations will go a long way to helping us to produce the quality podcast and YouTube content we've been delivering since 2018. 18. Simply click on the PayPal button at the top of the WrestlingWithJohnners.com website to help support um, all of the hard work that goes into producing uh, what I consider to be a very consistent, a very prolific wrestling podcast uh, with up to two brand new podcast episodes that drop every single week and multiple YouTube videos released weekly, um, all on the Wrestling With Johnners YouTube channel, of course. So please support the Wrestling With Johnners podcast with a small donation using the PayPal button at the top of the webpage. That's WrestlingWithJohnners.com. And of course, if you enjoy listening to this podcast please don't forget to hit subscribe so that you can be notified every time a new episode drops so the plugs are out of the way on to my special guest and uh, i've got to jamie bell from the ringsider podcast on the wrestling with Jonas podcast um also has his own podcast bell to bell so jamie good afternoon how are you sir good afternoon i am wonderful my friend i am rocking and rolling as usual fantastic and uh We've been trying to, you know, hook up and, and get this uh, arranged for a little while now, but finally we got you on the Wrestling With Jonas podcast yeah. to talk everything good about NXT and AEW uh, from this past Wednesday. But uh, before we get stuck into all that good stuff, Jamie, 
tell us a little bit about yourself because we've not spoken uh, to you. We've not had you on the podcast before. Um, I think you, you you kind of came into fruition. A lot of people came across you as part of the the Wrestle Thoughts podcast that got rebranded last year uh, into the Ringsider uh, Pod uh, podcast. Um, and and you've also got your own little side podcast going bell to bell. So tell us about the creative, uh, kind of the creative side of yourself, really getting involved in all the podcasts, starting with Wrestle Thoughts, moving on to Ringsider and uh, Bell to Bell. So what got you hooked in podcasting? How did it all start for you then, buddy? Um, it actually started with Callum, um, obviously my other co-host for Ringsiders. Yes. Uh, Callum would had always wanted to do a podcast and we were sat in a pub one night and was like, why don't we do it? Uh, and then obviously Wrestle Thoughts was born. Mm. Uh, then obviously we brought Kate in. Uh, I believe you, you've brought to Kate a few times on your show. You have indeed, and yeah. Then uh, obviously we, we rebranded, we changed the name, and we're all like, we're really enjoying this. So why not have our little own side project? And we can use Ringside as, as the main podcast, sort of the umbrella, yeah. uh, kind of, so to speak. And so it just kicked off from there. I'll be honest with you, I am the biggest technophobe out of the three of us on the podcast. So, you know, I just turn up, I host, I talk, and Callum <laughs> and uh, their credit do the editing and everything else. I just I just kind of turn up, get a paycheck and go. <laughs> well, there we go. That's what podcasts are all about. As long as you can talk to talk, and uh, that's the most that's important it. thing. You know, leave the editing to somebody else. If you can, then do that. But uh, that's pretty cool. And you've got your own uh, podcast. You say, we spoke off air that you've uh, uh, dropped a couple of episodes of Bell to Bell already. You're going to be getting a co-host on board fairly soon. Tell us a bit more about Bell to Bell. What sort of uh, wrestling you focus on? Is there a particular era or particular genre of wrestling? Or uh, what, Tell us a bit about Bell to Bell and what my listeners of the Wrestling Majonas podcast can expect if they tune into that. Bell to Bell is basically we're going old school. I am a, a huge, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan since 1987, so I'm showing sure my age now. And I just love everything old school, the old school feel. So I thought, why don't I do my podcast looking back at matches and rivalries and, and old pay-per-views from back in the old days? Um, and I did a couple of episodes, like you said, and I realised, you know, I held my hand up. I just thought, I need a co-host mm-hmm. with this. I can't do this one on my own. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in uh, a friend of our podcast, uh, Immy who is also an old school fan and we are going to be recording from next week. We're getting the ball rolling. We'll be recording on Tuesday and we will be starting with uh, WrestleMania seven, which is Immy's favorite pay-per-view. So I said, so we're going to, we're going to be covering WrestleMania seven and chatting some old school wrestling. Superb! I'll definitely be tuning into that. I love WrestleMania Seven. In fact, the WrestleManias of that era, kind of the the late eighties and early nineties, were quite special. A bit of a golden era of wrestling, to be honest with you. And and that whole period, whether it's NWA or uh, AWA, I kind of love that whole eighties, early nineties feel. Cool. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about your your kind of passion for wrestling nowadays. And kind of what 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 do you tend to watch, or what do you kind of have to have kind of earmarked on a weekly basis? What do you have to watch on a weekly basis? And and kind of what sort of wrestling really turns you on at the moment well I, i'm going to be honest and i'm probably going to annoy a lot of the uh the, the twitter army but i like all wrestling believe it or yeah. not you can watch any wrestling you want um so i i look forward to all of it i i must admit at the moment i look forward to nwa power more than anything that 
to me, is the best wrestling show on TV at the moment. Yeah. Well, what what what, what do you like in particular about NWA Power? Because I must admit, I watch it every single week as well. I absolutely love it. Um, but uh, what what is it about Power that kind of really kind of uh, gets you hooked every single week? It's it is wrestling done in its simplest form. It's not made difficult. It's it's an hour show in a studio. It's just how wrestling should be. They come out, they have a little, you know, they have the promo at the podium, they get in the ring and they wrestle. There's no, there's no stupid segments or it's just wrestling. It's how, to me, it's how wrestling should be. That, that yeah. one hour, I look forward every night when I come home from work uh, and I just put it on and for that hour I'm lost. I, I just forget where I am. It's, it's that good. Uh, so NWA Power is, for me, it's, I look forward to NWA Power more than anything at the minute on a weekly basis. Yeah, and I remember kind of when NWA Power was uh, only a few weeks in, you guys had a one of your tweets featured in the uh, opening segment of one of the episodes. Do you remember that? We did, yes. And I'm going to blow smoke <laughs> up my ass now because that was my tweet. The technoph- I heard it was. Technoph- I heard it was. Yes, the technophobe sent the tweets out and it actually... <laughs> uh, uh, yes. But no, it was fantastic. I didn't even realise. I think Kurt or Callum put it in the group chat and I was like, whoa, that's my tweet. I was like... This is incredible. Yeah. And it was an honour because all three of us are huge NWA fans. Um, and to have that aired at the beginning of the show was just uh, surreal. Uh, and it, it really made our day. It, it was wonderful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been involved in quite a few kind of big moments. Um, I mean, you, you and the other ringsider guys, you kind of broke when Adam Page uh, attacked Pac at uh, WrestleGate, was it last May in Nottingham? Uh, was, you, was you there? I know that Kurt was certainly there, but uh, that was quite a big moment for you guys, and uh, your video went viral. Yeah, we were all there. We were uh, we were all front row, and actually uh, that match where Adam came out, I'd gone to stand at the back because I'm, my backside had gone numb, so I went to stand up with another one of our <laughs> friends who was there. And I left, obviously, Kurt and Callum stayed front row, and I, I've never... And it, I've never heard anything like it. And this was held in like, uh, just like a gymnasium, like a leisure centre yeah. gymnasium. And the crowd, that that's another thing I love about pro wrestling is when it's a, a legitimate reaction. When, you know, I'll, the element of surprise is missing for me a lot in wrestling today. And that day was just fantastic. I was stood with the the owner of WrestleGate, Gary Ward, and he, he just turned around to me with a big smirk on his face and two-sweeted me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> This this is wow! I've been to so many wrestling shows. I you know we travelled to Chicago for All In, yeah. But I've never had goosebumps like I did that day when uh, he came out, and the crowd just went incredible. And props to Kurt. That was Kurt's video. It went viral. I think we were even mentioned in Forbes magazine. That's how yeah. far it went. And um, so yeah, it was in, it was incredible. And that's why I love wrestling. Moments like that. Totally. Yeah. And that that's kind of the best bits about being a wrestling fan, isn't it? Just kind of those surprise moments, whether you're there in person watching it on the TV screen, no surprise moments when, when they can keep a secret and, and run a storyline and an angle really, really well. That's when it's golden. That's that's the, that's the moments you kind of treasure as a wrestling fan. But uh, we, we spoke a little bit about NWA just a moment ago being your favourite uh, go to wrestling show every single Tuesday. Now, you and the uh, I think it was yourself and Callum had the, the pleasure and the honour of speaking to NWA Power announcer Joe Galley uh, on your most recent episode of, of Ringside of Pop. 
th- that must have been a hell of a, a get for you. Um, I know that you've you've had some interviews on on uh, Wrestle Thoughts and Ringside. I know Kurt's done one or two on uh, Kurt's angles. But uh, tell us about getting Joe Galley and uh, how that experience all went down. Then, yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. One of our our friends sent us a message saying, "Oh, um, Joe Galley's open for interviews. You should drop him a message." So, so I, I literally I was like, "Why not?" The worst thing he can do is say no. So I, I sent him a tweet because his, his direct messages are open. I sent him a direct message and within about an hour, he replied saying, absolutely. And we had to reschedule a couple of times, but we finally got there. And last Saturday, yes, me and Callum uh, interviewed Joe Galley and it was possibly one of the best interviews we've done. Uh, he is an absolute gentleman and it was an, a pleasure to interview him and we hope we'll have him back at some time in the future as well um, but yeah absolute wonderful guy um, I'm not going to give anything away but I am in the process of uh, talking to another member of the NWA roster uh, about coming on the show but I won't uh, give that one away just yet that's superb and I'll tell you what as soon as we get wind of it we'll kind of help to uh, spread the word on wrestling with John on social pages but uh, um, let, let's just talk a little bit about um, uh, about AWA then, uh, sorry, AWA, we're talking 80s again. So let's talk about AEW then, uh, Jamie, because um, yeah. it was another cracking episode. We're only, at, at the time of recording, when when uh, this went down on Wednesday, we're 10 days removed from AEW Revolution. It's taking place next Saturday. Uh, are you looking forward to Revolution? Are you going to be catching that? Are you going to be watching it as a fan? Are you going to be staying up and watching the pay-per-view uh, somewhere, uh, maybe in a pub somewhere, Jamie? Uh, I will be watching it. I will probably watch it from my uh, my sofa because luckily it's a Saturday night, I believe, so I don't it wear is. for the I can stay up and watch it. I might see if the ringside boys want to come around and watch it here with me. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. Um, I love I love the fact that AEW are doing the four pay per views a year, not yes. monthly. Yeah. Time to you know it gives you time to build your storylines, to build these characters up, and I'm very excited because. Like I said, you're not waiting month by month. You're waiting three or four months, and I, I love that. So I am so ready for this next week. I, I cannot wait for this yeah. pay-per-view. And, uh, of course, AEW has been going head-to-head with NXT since about October last year. Um, do you tend to watch both shows? If so, what was kind of your bread and butter? Which your go-to show? Which one do you watch first over the other? Uh, I do watch them both. Um, I will be honest, I watch NXT first. Purely because it's on the network first and yeah. I don't have the uh, Fight TV, so I don't watch AEW till Friday night, Saturday morning when it's on uh, ITV. So I do watch NXT first. Um, but I, again, I, I love both shows. Uh, regardless of which one's on first, I'm going to watch them both. Um, so yeah, I just, it, it's great. You know, you get to your weekend, your Friday night, and I've, I've got NXT, I've got uh, dynamite um, and, and I'm going to give a big shout out to Impact because I think Impact's going under the radar at the moment and they're doing some good stuff um, so I watched that as well yeah no good good shout there before we get uh, speaking about this week's AEW Dynamite give my listeners a bit of a shout uh, as far as where they can find your podcast because uh, I was meaning to do that uh, just a moment ago but completely forgot so where can they find Bell to Bell where can they find Ringsiders Pod where can they listen to this fantastic uh, creative content uh, that, that you're a big part of Jamie uh, we are available on everything uh, Anchor Spotify iTunes uh, YouTube SoundCloud go on there that's where we are 
Um, we also have a website, ringsiders.com. Uh, or is it .co.uk? It's one of them. Callum will kill me. I've got it wrong. But it's one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, we are, we are everywhere. We are on everything. You type in Ringsiders, we are there. And cool. uh, that will be the bell to bell when we uh, start re-recording that as well. Super. But I'll make sure that uh, all of those uh, links and handles are part of the description to this podcast. So my listeners could just click down into the description and uh, find you nice and easy. We do some more plugs towards the end of the episode so they can find you on uh, Twitter and all your social media stuff. But uh, let's get stuck into Dynamite then. We're going to talk about the main event first of all then, Jamie. So the steel cage match between Wardlow and Cody. It was the first time we've done a steel cage match at all in the history of AEW. And I know they've only been going a year or so, uh, but this was the first ever steel cage match in the history of AEW and this was also Wardlow's first match in AEW his AEW debut uh, this was also part of the stipulation set out by MJF in January so on top of the 10 lashes that uh, was dished out by MJF to Cody a couple of weeks ago and uh, Cody of course not being able to lay a hand on uh, MJF until they do eventually meet in the ring this was um, the third part of the stipulation I suppose where uh, uh, Wardlow been inside a cage to fight off Cody 10 days before revolution. Um, give us your thoughts on, on kind of the build and the feud uh, between MJF and Cody leading up to their kind of what's going to be a fantastic match next week at revolution. Um, how do you feel the build's gone? Has it kind of hooked you and kind of what, what's really kind of drawing you in about these two? Yeah, I, I have been hooked from the start. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Cody fan anyway. I always have been. Um, but MJF he has really sold this for me. He is everything a heel should be. You just you you are desperate to see Cody get his hands on him and punch him in the face. Totally. It, that is yeah. what, that is what a heel should be doing, and I, I cannot wait for this. The, the whole storyline it's it's had some old school elements in it to me as well. You can you can tell Cody has sat under the Dusty Roads uh, learning tree, and I I just love it. The stipulations with the lashes, you can't touch me. Um, it, it's just from start to finish, it's fantastic. I cannot wait. Um, the cage match was was great. I was a bit nervous because I thought, you know, they've really pushed this Wardlow character. I'm just hoping when the bell rings, it's not going to be, oh, well. But I was very impressed with Wardlow. I think Wardlow's going to be a star. I think, I think Wardlow will be a big baby face someday. Yeah, definitely a big, impressive character. But uh, in this match, uh, Cody gets busted open nice and early after being drilled face first into the cage by Wardlow. Uh, MJF gets the, the cage door uh, launched into his head, thanks to Arn Anderson. Then Arn eventually disposes of MJF into the third row over the barrier. The match comes to an end after Cody climbs to the top of this huge cage. Now, I, I don't even know how big this cage was, 15, 20 feet high. Uh, and then he delivers a Kurt Angle style moonsault from the top of the cage down onto Wardlow down below gets the hard-fought pinfall victory to cap off uh, this very impressive episode of AEW and this very impressive cage match. And like you say, considering Wardlow's not wrestled in an AEW ring before, I thought he put in a, a hell of an effort. He looks fantastic in the ring. He's got a great presence. So like you say, um, he could be uh, a, a, you know, a big figure to be talking about somewhere down the line. But once again, Cody delivered. Uh, like I say, he did bleed. Um, he, he, he tends to do that a fair bit in some of his matches, sometimes <laughs> intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Uh, but it does work. And I think we've got a couple of questions about uh, blood in uh, in uh, wrestling and Cody's matches a bit later on in the in the listeners' questions. But um, this match definitely delivered as far as I was concerned. Like you say, every part of this, this feud and this build towards MJF and Cody at Revolution has really, really worked in my eyes. Um, but uh, give us your kind of overall thoughts on the, on this match and how he went down. And 
that that moonsault more than anything. I mean, if anything was going to beat Wardlow, it had to be a big move. And this was the biggest of big moves that Cody could possibly deliver at the end of this match, yeah. Jamie. It was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Like I said, I was a bit bit nervous at first, you know, it being Wardlow's first match, but I, it really delivered. Um, I, I loved every aspect of it, you know, the, the blood, the the moonsault. The, um, it was just incredible. It really was. I, I think it was the perfect last stipulation to build up for Cody MJF. Totally. And what I like as much, I, I look for the little things as well. Like, obviously, at the end of the match, MJF's laid out on the air. Uh, the, the rampway, Cody's looking at him, and it's just the little expressions on MJF's face where it's like, uh oh, <laughs> it's my turn next. It's just little, little things like that that sometimes go unnoticed and forgot, and it was just done perfectly. It, it was done absolutely perfectly. Start to finish, I, I could watch that again. In fact, I may watch it again because I've got it on my planner still. That's how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, and like I say, for the first time, MJF, uh, he appeared rattled by what had happened in front of him. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a crazy match. And as you said at the top of the podcast, uh, but we just want to see Cody get his hands on MJF and uh, yeah. yeah, kind of, you know, really, really lay in a good beating. But I think MJF's a good wrestler. Not only is he a good character uh, and a good heel, but I think he's a good wrestler. And I think it's going to be a good match on the night as well. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite kicked off, however, with a tag team battle royal with the winners going on to Revolution to uh, face the tag team champions, whoever they might be, because there's a tag team title match in this week's episode of AEW. But some of the highlights from this very fun tag team battle royal, um, SEU, they got eliminated early on after some distraction, interference from the Dark Order. Once again, teasing whether Christopher Daniels, because he wasn't there alongside SEU, whether Daniels could possibly be part of the Dark Order fairly soon. Uh, we also saw a bit of a hoss fight between Luchasaurus and the Butcher. That was quite good and got the crowd heated for that one. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, they made a bit of a late entry into the match uh, and they made an immediate impact when they entered the ring. Nick Jackson gets eliminated, uh, leaving his brother Matt to fight it out alone on behalf of the Bucks. Uh, my favourite tag team in AEW at the moment, the, the, the Jurassic Express, they got eliminated. That sucked. I really wanted them to go uh, a bit further than they did. Um, Orange Cassidy, he made the appearance underneath the ring to, to rescue Trent Beretta, uh, preventing him from being eliminated. And it came down to Matt Jackson to fight off both members of LAX or Santana and Ortiz. Uh, what a fight he put in. Uh, he eliminated Ortiz. Uh, then uh, he super kicked Sammy Guevara, who came out of nowhere with a springboard. Uh, didn't have an opportunity to execute whatever he intended. Got super kicked out of midair and uh, a fantastic sell job from Sammy on that one. That was just fantastic. It folded him in half. Uh, then Matt was finally able to eliminate Santana with a huge super kick, uh, sending him over the top rope uh, to the floor to win the tag team battle rule for himself and his brother um, and uh, as Omega and Paige they looked on from the back uh, they know that uh, if they were to survive their match against the Lucha Brothers later on that evening it would be the Bucks that they would face at Revolution so quite a fun way to kick off this week's Dynamite Sir Jamie um, I think a lot of people have been waiting for the Young Bucks to have their tag title opportunity they're going to get it on uh, on Saturday at Revolution uh, we won't give away who they're going to be fighting just yet but uh, quite a good quite a fun tag team battle wall and uh, a good kind of spirited fight from uh, Matt Jackson at the end there uh, to fight off Santana and Ortiz and uh, that super kick to Sammy Guevara that's another highlight that I'm going to remember from this show yeah I, I, I'm a sucker for a battle royal I, I thoroughly enjoyed it um, yeah, that, that super kick to Sammy Guevara was incredible. And, and the way he sold it, like you said, he folded him up. 
it, it was, was fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to again maybe annoy a few a few people here. I've actually been going off the young books a bit lately because I just feel like when you're watching their matches, you know what's going to happen before they do. I think they rely a bit on the flips, which I'm probably going to annoy a few people with. But I will admit I was invested in this battle royal and I may be coming back on the young book side a bit after after what I saw, the performance that was put in. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like you, I my favourite team had a, uh, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I would have loved to have seen them win it. But uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the books winning it. It was, um, wouldn't have been my first choice, but I they may have won me over a little bit. I might have come back over to their side a little bit. Um, but I'm excited to see that match. Uh, again, I won't give away who against. But I, just we, we are touching on as well um, with the Dark Order and Christopher Daniels. I, I've said this for a while. I, I have this feeling that Christopher Daniels is the guy, but that's just my opinion. Because again, I wasn't very bothered by the Dark Order at first, but this storyline has really invested me, and I think they are a really, really good uh, addition to the roster. And I'll, I look forward to any Dark Order segment now. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I agree. The Dark Order is growing on me as well. But going back to your point about uh, the Young Bucks, I was exactly the same as you, uh, feeling that they were a bit too flippy. Uh, you know, lots of high spots, not enough storytelling in their matches. Yeah. But um, I felt that there was a lot of storytelling in this match. And I thought that uh, Matt having to kind of go it alone uh, for the second half of his battle royal, and, and he really did put in a hell of a fight and it told a hell of a story. And I think that's what's been lacking from a lot of Young Bucks matches. And we certainly got it here on Wednesday, but I uh, loved it. Um, so, uh, Yes, can't wait to see yeah. them on Saturday. Uh, then in another, another fun match, we saw Chris Statlander. She defeated Shana uh, with an inverted pile driver. I'm not, not quite sure what she calls her uh, her finishing move there, but uh, uh, a win in a very competitive match, almost certainly setting herself up as a possible contender to the new champion, Nyla Rose. Um, and and uh, we, we had Nyla Rose out on stage. She was interviewed by Tony Schiavone, uh, telling, us, telling us that when she gets hungry, she breaks bitches. Uh, she also, we also get an appearance from Chris Statlander and Big Swole out on the stage uh, to send out their challenge to the new champion. So I said on last week's episode of the Wrestling with Jonas podcast, Jamie, that now that Nyla Rose is a champion, she seems to have added a lot more freshness to the division, uh, a lot more kind of uh, excitement to the division, kind of. I wasn't very invested in Rio as a champion as much as, you know, as I think she's a fantastic wrestler. She she wasn't really there. She wasn't a fighting champion. But um, Nyla Rose, I think she's kind of shaken things up a little bit. It's nice to have a heel champion. And uh, I mean, my question to you is, you know, you've got a few possible contenders to Nyla, Crow's, Nyla Rose's championship. Uh, I don't think a match has been announced for Revolution yet, but you've got Big Swole throwing a hat into the ring. Chris Statlander doing the same. And then uh, during the women's match, you had uh, Britt Baker on commentary. So you've got a few possible contenders there to Nyla Rose's crown. Uh, what's your thoughts on kind of Nyla Rose and what could potentially go down on Saturday night? I'm a, I'm a huge Nyla Rose fan. And same. I think it was a great move putting the, the title on her. Um, not a knock on Rio, like you said. I think Rio's a fantastic talent, but it just wasn't doing anything for me. Uh, Nyla Rose, you've got the big heel champion. You can chase after her now. Uh, Chris Statlander, I think the sky's the limit for that girl. I think she's going to be a megastar in AW. Um, I would like to see her eventually get to the top 
I've got a funny feeling that we might uh, see a, a number one contender match with Big Swole and Chris Statlander. But then again, you mentioned Britt Baker. Where does she come in? Do we have a triple threat number one contender? It's it's exciting because we've got so many possibilities. So I, it's it could go anywhere. I, I personally would love to see Chris Statlander because I think she is incredible. She is the best female, for me, the best female they have on their roster. Yeah, and that, that would be two kind of quite fresh young talents going up against one another at Revolution. But I said on last week's podcast, I love Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose to face off against one another. But but like you say, there could potentially be a number one contenders match on this coming Wednesday's Dynamite. So that will be very interesting. Um, but so yeah, they, they've definitely done what, what was needed for the women's division and shaking it up a little bit by uh, putting the belt on a new champion. I think Nyla Rose is doing a great job so far. But uh, um, then we had another match, uh, John Moxley. He seems to be on AEW uh, every single week, going up against Jeff Cobb. Now, um, we saw Le Champion, Chris Jericho, along with Sammy Guevara and Big Hurt. Uh, they, they take front row seats. They're kind of waving their tickets in everybody's faces so they, they everybody knows that they belong there. Um, but uh, Moxley was selling his uh, injured ribs from the beatdown that he received on behalf of uh, Jeff Cobb and the Inner Circle last week, of course. In one spot, we see Cobb throw Moxley into the front row, allowing Jericho a cheap shot with the AEW belt. Uh, the end of the match came following a, a huge superplex from Jeff Cobb on Moxley, but it was Moxley that was kind of thinking on his feet he hooked Je- Jeff Cobb's legs turned it into a pinning combination for the one two three and a win for the new number one contender uh, John Moxley so Jericho and the inner circle they they crashed the ring they attacked Moxley uh, we had uh, Dustin Rhodes come down we had Darby Allen come down to make the save with Jericho and uh, the inner circle flee in the ring and to me you know AEW revolution can't come soon enough whenever we spoke about revolution or quite a bit already in this uh, kind of AEW rundown but to Jamie Give us your thoughts on what went down here, including the return of Darby Allen, who we've not seen for a few weeks, and a possible match between Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. I think it's uh, been uh, booked now for Revolution, so that's going to be a really fun match between two young, really exciting talents going up against each other next Saturday. Yeah, I, I again, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll be really honest with you, I, I've never been a huge Jeff Cobb fan. Um, I've never, I've just never quite got Got it. Yeah. Um, but I, again, you know, I, again, like I said with the books, watching Cobb and Moxley, I, I, I was I was impressed with Jeff Cobb. He, him and Moxley had a great match. Uh, some of the stuff he was doing, I mean, the guy's a suplex machine. That suplex, when uh, Moxley came off the top rope and he caught him, did the belly to back over his head onto the, uh, the outside. That was uh, pretty special. Yeah, so I, I, I hold my hands up again. I am, I'm, Impressed with Jeff Cobb now. It was a great match. Um, I loved the ending. Um, it showed you know, Moxley was thinking, like you said, ahead of Cobb. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Dust, I think we're getting Dustin and uh, Jake Hager as well, aren't we, I believe? We are indeed. So the card is really starting to kind of fill up now for Revolution. But uh, I mean, that's one good thing. You, you mentioned Jeff Cobb and he's, he's well known kind of on the indie scene. And I think he's wrestled quite a bit for Ring of Honor. But it's one thing that AEW have done a really good job of is, is bringing in these people that we're not too familiar with, maybe semi-familiar, might have seen one or two matches of theirs or heard about them on the Internet. And they've really kind of highlighted these new talents and, and bringing them into prominence, really. And uh, that's something that 
WWE have really failed at doing over the years and uh, they're obviously doing a fairly good job on NXT but AEW are really kind of excelling in, in kind of bringing these these uh, stars from the independent circuit and making them superstars on more of a worldwide stage as they did with Jeff Cobb here in this one match albeit on the losing end uh, but I don't think he was hurt too much by the loss because it was up against John Moxley of course uh, but uh, yeah and, and then of course you've got Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara to look forward to on Saturday so um that Another really good segment here. Yeah, I think that could be a show stealer, Darby really? Allen and Sammy Guevara. I really do. I'm I'm so excited for that match. Uh, again, Darby Allen was a guy I wasn't very familiar with till AEW, uh, but I am so invested in that kid. I I think he's fantastic. Uh, Sammy Guevara, we know can go. So I, I I honestly think that may be the show stealer uh, revolution. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then there was this uh, incredible tag team championship match to finish things off between Kenny Omega, Adam Page, current AEW tag team champions going up against the Lucha Bros. So this was another outstanding match with both teams leaving everything in the ring, Jamie. With so many highlights, you, you had Ray Phoenix doing his usual usual stuff. His, his kind of rope walks, his hurricane runners all over the place. You had Adam Page flowing off the top turnbuckle to the outside uh, but we did see Adam Page nail his own partner Kenny Omega with a, with a lariat um, and uh, with the, the, that led to a close near fall from Penta with a Penta driver um, Omega executes a stunning Tiger driver 98 for an, no, another close near fall of his own on Phoenix uh, but it was the combination of a V-trigger from Omega and a buckshot lariat from Page um, and uh, Ray Phoenix on the unfortunate end uh, with, uh, with uh, the current champs retaining winning the match, retaining the gold and uh, going on to Revolution to uh, take on the Bucks for the tag team championships on the line. So th- in my opinion, this was, was this was a pay-per-view level match. This was pay-per-view level action, uh, super hot action from both teams. They completely tore it up. Um, at the end of the match, the Bucks come down to share the ring with their opponents for Revolution, as I've just mentioned, while Page, it, 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 he, he sees the opportunity to down a few cold ones with the fans on the outside, Jamie. Uh, but uh, give us your thoughts on this incredible match for Wednesday night and uh, what we have on in store between the Bucks and uh, Omega and Page. And um, yet another miscue from Adam Page in this match. We've seen it once or twice before. And uh, could another miscue potentially lose him the titles on Saturday night? Well, this is, again, great match. And I've, I've always said as well that with uh, Phoenix and, and Pentagon, I've, I've never fully been a fan of them as a team. I do prefer them as singles. But whenever they are together, you can't argue with the matches that they put on. And again, with this, uh, four world-class guys putting on a show. And I think the tag team title match at Revolution is going to be another potential show stealer. I, 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 I could be wrong, but I just feel like we're getting a very, very slow Adam Page uh, heel turn. Uh, I'm not sure if you agree or not, but I just yeah. get that feeling that we're going that way. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I've said it for the last few weeks or since the kind of drinking angle has kind of come along uh, on recent episodes of AEW Dynamite, there, there's something's going to happen in the future. And it, it almost certainly is going to lead to uh, uh, Costi and Omega and Page to championships. And that could very well happen next Saturday against the Bucks. But uh, I'm quite intrigued. They're, they're drawing it out. Um, yeah, I mean, to make it more effective, they could draw out the angle and they could draw out the the, the, the slow turn from Page there. But um, I, I, obviously, long term, we 
we're going to get a match between Adam Page and Kenny Omega, which I think will be absolutely fantastic. Uh, that could be at uh, Double or Nothing 2 in May. Um, but, um, yeah, between now and then, uh, you know, that they keep pulling out the wins, though. They keep retaining. They keep managing to do it as a team. So it makes you wonder whether they, they just need to do it one more time on Saturday night against the Young Bucks. But that's going to be another really fascinating match for sure. Um, but um, looking ahead to next Wednesday... The go home show to AW Revolution. You got you got another cr- couple of cracking segments to look forward to. You've got that thirty minute Iron Man match between Pac and Kenny Omega. You can't help but think that there could be some shenanigans there, possibly with Adam Page coming down uh, after having a beer or two. You never know what could uh, happen there, but that's going to be in itself from from a wrestling standpoint that should be a tremendous match between Kenny Omega and Pac. And they've had a bit of a, an ongoing rivalry, an ongoing feud now for quite a while. And then of course you've got the the World Championship weigh-in um, between Chris Jericho and John Moxley uh, just a few days ahead of their big world title encounter at Revolution on Saturday night. So a few things to look forward to next Wednesday: uh, the Iron Man match and the weigh-in. Uh, what, what's kind of what you're looking forward to the most, then, Jamie, from next Wednesday? Oh, the Iron Man match. Uh, I think sure. that's yeah, that's going to be incredible. And like you said as well, um, obviously with Page and Pack have had this rivalry. Wouldn't it be funny if Page somehow inadvertently help Pac get the win. It's just, there's so much can happen. That, as soon as I saw it advertised on this week's Dynamite, I was like, wow, I can't wait for that. Because, you know, people going about Omega, but my God, Pac can go as well. Pac, is a, for me, is a very underrated performer. Oh, and totally. that is going to be one hell of a match I can't wait for. Yeah. And then with the weighing, like you said, I love I loved that, the weighing. They're giving it that real professional, you know, professional fight feel. And I, I, I think that's going to be great. And obviously, we all know something's going to happen at the weigh-in. So it's, it's again, it's, it's a must-see that they're making you tune in. They're making you want to come back. And it, it's, it's exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, they really are. And I spoke to you at the top of the show about what was your kind of your, your go-to show, uh, whether it's NXT and AEW. You said due to circumstances, having the network is always NXT. I, I do have the kind of the, the luxury of having Fight TV. So I do uh, pay to watch Dynamite every single week. But... Uh, Going back a few weeks, it was always NXT first. Had to watch that first, followed by AEW Dynamite. Recent weeks, it's flipped. And uh, I think with the storylines, with the action, with the drama of Dynamite on a weekly basis, uh, my preference now is to switch to to Dynamite and I have to watch NXT kind of seconds after watching uh, AEW. And it's it's the storylines, it's the drama, it's the characters. Um, I do think they're pulling off some some really good in-ring action as well. Now, I have to say, before we cover this week's uh, NXT, NXT is still producing, I think, the best overall in-ring action between the two shows. But when you put the two packages together, AEW, you know, with, with the heat from the fans um, and the storylines and the characters and the build to, let's say, pay-per-view such as Revolution, uh, AEW is kind of ticking all the boxes for me at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that, yeah. I think, obviously, a lot of the fans wanted that alternative and AEW was giving them what they wanted. And yeah. it's it's nice to hear. You, you hear the fans in the arena because, I mean, Raw and SmackDown, it just isn't the same anymore. You, I, I always go back to the attitude there. You know, the roof used to come off when people like Austin came out on The Rock. And I feel like with Raw and SmackDown, there's nobody really who gets that kind of a reaction. Um, you want have Daniel Bryan for a while, but everything, that's died down. Um, yeah, you watch AEW and it's it's great. I, I that's what I love. I get excited when you know you've got a good crowd, and that gets me, that gives me goosebumps. And AEW seems to have weekly just crowds that are on fire. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I totally, totally get it why you're uh, you're swaying that way. Yeah, and you know, AEW have got the cool factor at the moment because they're the new kids on the block, but they're backing it up with everything they're doing, and they're listening to the fans as well when they when they you know mess up with a botch or with a you know a storyline that people aren't buying into, they switch things up, and I know it's all part of kind of the learning curve, and uh, you know they're only what three or four months into doing this on a weekly basis, but um, yeah, I, I think the, with what they got going at the moment, um, I'm fully invested definitely, but I will say that NXT is my kind of it's my baby, it's, it's kind of my my bread and butter um and uh, i'd be lost if i didn't have nxt to watch uh, every single week but let, let's have a little talk about nxt from this past wednesday and it was hot off the heels of takeover portland uh, did, did you catch takeover portland if so what did you think of that show um i did and i will be honest i i spoke to uh callum the other day and i said to calm i think it might be the best takeover i've seen so far um i thoroughly top to bottom Start to finish, uh, it was possibly the best takeover I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of getting those vibes as well from people uh, out there um, on Twitter and Facebook, and I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. My only criticism, I, th- I thought the main event went a little bit too long, um, but uh, otherwise, I thought it was a stellar show, a really stellar show. But uh, this week's show kicked off with a, an in-ring promo from the Undisputed Era with uh, Adam Cole telling the fans that uh, everyone wanted to step into the ring with NXT with the NXT champion, uh, but they will learn the hard way um, as, as to why he's the champion. Just then. Roddy Strong, he grabs the microphone, but he's soon interrupted by the voice of the Velveteen Dream uh, to to get further inside the mind of Roddy Strong ahead of their match um, on this week's show. So um, that's going to be the main event segment of NXT this week. The first match on this week's AEW uh, NXT was uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship, of course, Leo Rush going up against Jordan Devlin. So this was a really action-packed match uh, between these two excellent Cruiserweights. Uh, Rush nearly had the match won following an avalanche Spanish fly and a a slingshot cutter, but after missing his uh, final hour frog splash, Devlin drilled Rush with a headbutt and a Devlin side suplex uh, for the pinfall victory to retain his 